damn shame finding Kellen Winslow dead. Apparently he was poisoned. And, uh, well, I think it might be one of the guards over at Fillmore's mansion. But all we could, we could find out from the, from Polly's little girl was it was a man with a big nose dressed in black. And, uh, the hardest part was seeing his boy find out Kellen was dead. After that, the northern feller, who's still a prisoner at the jail, well, he, he tried getting out. They gave his fake leg back to him, and I, I guess he had some lockpicks in there. So I went in to kick his ass, and, well, I learned that he's a bit tougher than I first thought. So, but that won't stop me from hanging him. Don't worry about that. After that, we decided we'd go up to the Fillmore Mansion, and, well, I wasn't born with the gift of gab like Falk Smolder was, so he went in to talk to Elmer, and uh, Tom and I stayed outside and investigated the, the grounds around his house. Didn't find too much, but, man, I, I sure do wish I could fix my hearing. Can't hear worth a shit. You know, maybe shooting that gun in the cave was less than a great idea. Not a bad idea, but not a great idea. Just on account of my hearing. I would like to introduce Kim at Mets Girl from the Beholder's Eye podcast. It's just Beholder's Eye. God damn it. I always forget which one I'm supposed to do. Let me take that again. <laughs> from Beholder's Eye. And Brian will edit it. Actually, he probably won't. Let's be honest. This entire exchange is going to be in it. And <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> So just to kind of go over what is going on right now. So, Kim, your character, Olivari, is that right? Olivari Televana, yes. Olivari, okay. Uh, she is currently basically coming across the desert towards Fillmore Crossing. You can see that there are lights on. Um, it's maybe 11 p.m. at night right now, um, which is the time that you tend to want to roll into towns anyway, just so you can kind of get a feeling for how accepted tieflings and things like that will be in the area. But you have been to Fillmore's Crossing before, and so I don't think that that's necessarily the thing. I think this just happens to be the time that you're rolling in. Um, okay. And so in a little bit, I'm going to have you be rolling past the outer gates of, of uh, Elmer Fillmore's mansion. Um, Brian and Wesley... Wesley Igmet is currently still standing over in that uh, corner. Tom is just getting out of the outhouse, correct? 
I thought we were at the gate, but whatever. I mean, you guys can be at the gate too. The gate is fine. But I'm going to start with Falk. And uh, Falk, so you're sitting in the waiting room. And after, it seems like it's a, it's a lot longer than you waited last time. And I mean, from what you understood, they waited for a really long time last time. And eventually you start to hear the sound of heavy footfalls moving towards the door. And it opens up and... Elmer Fillmore is not wearing his trademark uh, cowboy hat with the turquoise inset on it. Instead, he's he's uh, just got his his bald wisps of hair kind of uh, kind of splayed in different directions, and there's like a large mark across his face. It kind of looks like an indent from his arm, as though maybe he fell asleep at his desk or something like that. But like in the crook of his arm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, have you ever been in middle school and somebody falls asleep uh, at their desk and they get that nice mark across their cheek from, like, their jawline up to their nose? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and so that's uh, that's kind of what we got, we, what you got going on right there. And he looks at, and he, at you and he goes, This had better be good. Well, uh, good's kind of relative, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, so, uh, we found a few things at the mines. Um, one thing I'd like to ask you right off the bat is, uh, were you aware of all your employees up there, um, getting sick from all the gases? I had heard tell from a few runners, but there was no legitimate cause and nothing had gotten to the point where there was a stoppage warranted. I assume the situation has gotten worse. Uh, you could say so. Uh, several of your men were pretty close to death when I shut the mine down. He kind of, he kind of looks at you for a second, and <laughs> at first he looks shocked, but then he chuckles to himself and he says, You do know that you do not have the, th- the authority to shut down the mine, right? Once you leave, I can just start it back up again. What is the cause? What, what exactly needs to be done to make it safe for them to mine again? Your guys opened up a hole way bigger than you'd ever be able to cover back up over there. And the, the kind of gas that's leaking out is, uh, it's caustic. It, it, like, literally disintegrates you from the inside. Melts flesh. One of your men has already died in there. We saw the skeleton. That is unfortunate, but these men are well compensated for the risks that they undertake. There are some spellcasters in Kensington that I can... The problem will be remedied. It is no more concern of yours. I appreciate you telling me about the leak. Now, if you could let me get back to my slumbers. We saw the statue, too. There's still some things that aren't quite adding up with it. Um, the things we've encountered with the statue don't exactly line up with the things that have been going on. Now would be the best time to tell me everything you know. And this is a good time too, because hey, it's just me and you here. We don't have any of my, you know, partners that are, you know, kind of way more into doing things by the book. You know, we can talk man to man. I already suggested that you fellas go and investigate the orc camp. 
And it appears that you chose not to do that. And I have given you every bit of information I told you about Rebecca. We discussed my ex-wife. We talked about Ingrid, my current wife. We have gone over every single thing that I could possibly think to tell you, sir. What do you think that I am hiding right now that I would not be telling you that, that you think that you're just going to waltz in here and, and tell me that there's just this last, last piece of information that's going to solve this whole puzzle? It would appear that I have misplaced my faiths, good sir. I just like stare at him like uh, sternly. And, um, His face is incredibly red. Like you can tell that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I bet that it's not very. <laughs> that it's not very. Com- like you notice that he doesn't really get upset like this. And even when you guys had challenged him before, he didn't. He didn't get this angry. And this is the first time that you've seen him like out of control, like shaking mad. Mister Fillmore, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Indeed, it has. And I go and start to walk out. <laughs> and by the way, if you don't get the stuff settled before you send your men back to the camp, that is murder. I will keep that under advisement, sir. Good evening. And I nod my head towards him and uh, walk out. Um, as I'm walking out, are um, uh, Rodriguez and isn't there an Annabelle there too? Yeah, as far as you understand, she's she's the one that does the majority of the, the cooking and stuff. And so you don't see Annabelle around, but Rodriguez is there to open the door for you when you exit. All right. Um, he doesn't happen to have a big nose, does he? No. No, he's... Uh, okay. He's definitely a little bit uh, tanner-complected than than Fillmore is, but he's got a very sharp kind of hooked nose to him and like a pencil thin mustache. And he's wearing, he's wearing like a butler's uniform, especially for this town. He's got a very, um, obvious attire. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I leave through the, the front door and start, um, immediately kind of look around to see, you know, where Tom and Igmit are. You uh, you don't even have to roll for it. You can see them out by the front gates. Tom, Igma, why don't you guys go ahead and roll me perception checks? 16? 19. Tom, you can specifically... Igma, you can kind of make out the, the silhouette of somebody riding on horseback into town. Um, but Tom, you can tell that the that there's something about the silhouette that just seems a little bit off. Um, and Alivari, you are currently just just letting your horse kind of canter in between um, some buildings. You look off to your left, and you can see that there's this massive log cabin that, uh, that has a gigantic fence around the perimeter. It's 10 feet tall. It's wrought iron. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe a hundred feet away from you is this wrought iron fence. And in front of the gate, leaning on um, one of the gate pillars, is a half-orc and a gentleman. And they're just, they look to be kind of casually conversing with each other. 
But the gentleman with the broad hat seems to have... He seems to have taken interest in you. Like, he seems to be staring pretty hard. Oh, dear. Tieflings have dark vision, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's no reason for you to... Is his broad hat still fucked up? I thought he bought a new one. No, no, no. Yes, it is still fucked up. Yep, very much so. Yes. Like, what kind of <laughs> fucked up are we talking? Like, you can you can just tell that it's been it's been flattened a couple of times and then punched back into shape. <laughs> like, just the leather of it is just it's very it's very wonky. Instead of having like that little dip at the crown of it, yeah, it's just a it's just a bubble at the oh. top of his head, and so it looks very. You know that that hat that uh, that Pharrell wore to the Grammys one year, that big oh, giant yes. stupid. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like, but just a little bit more. Uh... <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, so I guess I ride over toward them to investigate. Okay, um, Tom, as as this uh, person gets closer. You definitely can tell that uh, that this woman is a tiefling. Would you like to give us a quick description of yourself, Kim? Uh, yes. Alivari has uh, some lovely horns that start at her hairline, and they are about two inches around. They go four inches up and back and kind of swoop over her head, and that goes along with her deep purple hair that... I'm going to say if she's riding horseback, she probably has in a braid down her back. And um, she wears a kind of a shorter dress as she's riding with um, leggings to help protect herself as she's, you know, not not getting sores from the saddle. And um, I'm going to say she probably has uh, stowed away her, her heels that she would normally be wearing and have uh, more of a cowboy-esque boot on, but still with a little bit more of a stabby heel. Um, and yeah, very fine, uh, kind of ethereal type features that mark her as being very not human. So yeah, Tom, you're in a town where a bunch of really weird shit is happening, and then a part demon starts uh, <laughs> riding towards you. What would you like to do? Oh, and she has silver skin, by the way. <laughs> Well, that changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately frown, and then I lean into Igmit and I say, The tree may have to wait. We have another problem on our hands. Oh, what in tarnation is she? (laughs) Unless my eyes deceive me, that is a tiefling. You've never seen one before. I'm aware of them. Just don't see many of them. What is she doing right now? Riding towards you? How far away am I? You're getting pretty close. I mean, uh, depending upon how quickly you decided to to get your horse moving, you could be there already. Otherwise, if you're moving kind of slowly, you're probably about halfway there. I would say I'm moving slowly to try to get a feel for the situation. And Fair. I don't know if I can hear them, but... You can definitely hear low talking. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. If you roll high enough, yeah, you can. Oh, that's uh, 19. Yeah, you you hear exactly what they're talking about. Uh, Tom doesn't really whisper very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> so I'm going very slowly, and I'm going to see if I can kind of get a feel for anything else they might have to say about me. <laughs> Every time I've ever tried to whisper, somebody rolls a beautiful number to hear in, listen in. <laughs> so I will be very, like, if you can see my face, I'm very, like, suspicious looking. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm like squinting my eyes at you. Like, mm, are these people? Are these boys going to be trouble? I can't tell yet. <laughs> I say, um, to I say to Igmet, I try to whisper to Igmet. The Book of Ernie says tieflings were cursed by him for their ancient sins, but if you read the Book of War Men, it says they were infused by the essence of Asmodius, something like that. Whichever the case, they're often loners and dwell in small groups. I've neither encountered nor heard tell of one who could be trusted. Well, I don't buy into those books, but I do want to find out if she dyes her hair that color or if it's natural. <laughs> I fucking love you, Wesley. <laughs> so I walk up um, behind them and uh, I don't see her yet. But um, I see that, um, you know, both of them are just, like, staring, like, you know, really intensely in the distance there. And, like, I um, walk up, like, really slowly and stealthily and then, like, grab Tom, like, in the in the back and, like, oh, what you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I spin around and my, my limbs flail about as I stagger backwards. <laughs> and I dust myself off, stand upright, and say... Hello, Falk. <laughs> There's a tiefling over there. Oh, wow. She's damn close at this point. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. I spin around again. <laughs> <laughs> it seems you're having a party outside the gate. Oh, well, you know, it's always like a, you know kind of local thing to do just hang out outside the, the gates and stuff and just kind of shoot the shit you know i see that must be a new thing around here i haven't been here for about a year but uh what, mm. hello i'm alivari what's your name falk smolder fia agent falk smolder that's that is quite the name Good to meet you. What brings you out to these parts? What brings you out to these parts, Miss Avalari? Is Alivari. Avalari. You could call me Al if you can't get a hold of my name. That's fine. What brings you out to these parts? <laughs> I, uh, I've been out, out there in the Deadlands. I've been uh, wandering, trying to find some help from my mom, but... Uh, now, now I'm headed back to to Barport. If you couldn't tell, that's where I'm from. <laughs> I could tell. That is quite the accent, and it is hard to miss. <laughs> I just kind of blush a little bit, but it would be hard to see in the dark. <laughs> but she might be able to see it. <laughs> As they're talking, I turn and walk away, and I'm gonna go around the back again. And this time, I want to look and see if any of the guards have big noses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll deal with you in a second, then we'll, uh... Okay. Out of context, that just sounds so awful. 
There is a reason I'm doing this. It's not because I'm... You're like cataloging them like Charles Darwin. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what I'm doing in town. What What are you boys hanging out here for? Uh, you know, just uh, an investigation, kind of trying to keep it low-key. You can understand. I understand. We don't often get FIA agents out this far. It must be serious. Uh, quite. Lots of, lots of classified things that, um, you know, not, not quite at liberty to say. Um, you haven't seen any uh, weird instances in your, your travels here, have you? Uh, the Deadlands are nothing but weird. Uh, there are spell-touched creatures out there that you would not believe. Have you heard of spell-touched creatures? <laughs> no, not exactly, but uh, in the last couple of days, uh, I've come to, come to believe quite a lot. <laughs> well, being out this far will definitely make you believe things you wouldn't have otherwise understood. Igma, you're definitely familiar with spell-touched spell creatures, um, which are basically just these... These creatures that have been like mutated by by magic and and no two are the same, but they're definitely incredibly dangerous. And so you're you're familiar with what she's talking about. Okay. So yeah, as far as weird things go, there were oh gosh, I ran into a lizard that when it whipped its tail back and forth, little bolts of lightning came off of it, and uh, it was it nearly fried me to death. It was. Something else. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'll, I'll look out for those. Um, was it, uh, big, small? Uh, that one was only about 20 feet long. Only? Okay. <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> look out for those. <laughs> there were larger, larger creatures out there, but I was able to avoid them. I'm gonna cut over to Tom real quick. Why don't you go ahead and roll me, uh, some perception checks as you're, uh, walking your perimeter. First one is six. Next one is fifteen. Next one is fourteen. That's enough. Um So you're you're kinda wandering around and two of them seem like they have kind of larger, more bulbous noses, but I mean like not really not really on the point where where what you're looking for, you know, like, I feel like you're kind of looking for something that seems more comically large, whereas this is... I need to find just, something that a child would notice and remember. <laughs> yeah, you, um, like I said, the, there are two of them, um, one on either side, uh, both of the, we'll just say both of the center guards um, on either side. They both have, like, a very bulbous and kind of... It looks like they've been broken before, maybe. But, you know, one is definitely significantly worse, you know, where it kind of... Where it does that thing where the bridge completely does a, uh, like, an S-curve almost. And <laughs> and that one's pretty big, but... Nothing that seems to you like like a child would be like, Holy shit, that is off. That is not how faces are supposed to look. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've circled back to the group now. Yeah, and you're 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 back in with the group, and they're just kind of small talking about the Deadlands right now. Um, I, I give I give Igmit a nudge and kind of gesture him over to 
another sideline where I'm going to try and whisper, but obviously everybody's going to hear me probably. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you find? Nothing. A couple possibilities, but I don't think that it... I don't think that it's anything a child would have noticed. Um, what do you think about the tree? Should we go for it? Uh, well... Probably. Um, if, if you could use some of your, your magical doodads or whatever cause a distraction um i could i could go down down and check out that tree very well perhaps you should hide in the bathroom until you hear the commotion and igmit all right um the writing on the wall said not in the north face and pull the handle not in the north face and pull the handle. And that's K-N-O-T, not. <laughs> I, f- I figured as much there, Tom. I, I, know, I know I don't have any of your fancy <laughs> book learning, but I know the difference between not and not. Wow. Thanks, Tim. You got me in trouble. <laughs> he heard a deep voice and assumed it was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I give Igmet an... I gave Igmet a nod, and then I, uh, I'm gonna position myself kind of very absolute opposite of the, of the, um, of the bathroom, like, kitty corner, you know? Okay. So, Falk and Alavari, you guys see that Igmet and Tom are, are, (laughs) are skulking? (laughs) Yeah, they're just being really, really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Is basically the best way to describe what is going on, and, uh, Falk, so, Igmet, why don't you go ahead and roll me a stealth check while you go towards that uh, towards that outhouse? <laughs> All right. Um, can I just say before I leave, excuse me, folks. Uh, I got to go see a man about a buffalo. <laughs> um, and that's an 18, Tim. Okay, give me two seconds. What the hell? Okay. (laughs) So basically, what you end up doing, Igma, is you stick to the shadows that are created from these uh, from these torches that are up at the corners of these of the of this wrought iron gate. And so, if you stick close to the perimeter of the gate, you can kind of move behind these guards and you have enough shadow to kind of obscure your body and for a a split second you're nervous that one of these guards may have made you and you pause and he turns looks around for a little bit and then shrugs and you keep going and eventually you creak open the door to this outhouse and place yourself inside and wait for a few minutes and then tom go ahead all right so I'm going up to the guard in my corner and I say, um, I start to, I start to kind of stagger a little bit and I kind of put, I, I kind of lean up against him, put my arm on his shoulder and I say, is it, does it feel hot to you? It feels strangely hot to me. And then I cast sacred flame on myself. What the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I- one plus two. Oh, not bad. Only three points of damage. So I, I'm going to start flailing around in, in flames, and uh, I'm going to start s- trying to make as much noise as I can and say, 
Um, you know, like, help me, help me, put out this fire, I'm on fire! Trying to get all the guards' attention. Holy shit! Did your friend normally set himself on fire like that? <laughs> what uh, the fuck? Unfortunately, he doesn't tend to do a lot of things normally. And, uh, so, I mean, this is quite normal for him. What? Uh, uh. <laughs> is just standing there talking to the lady watching me burn. So, do you uh, know anything about the old man there? Have you had any experience with him? Uh, I, uh, the, the old man inside? Um... Well, I, I met him last time I came through. But your friend is on fire! Are you not concerned? <laughs> uh, he's a big boy. He can handle himself. <laughs> so a bunch of the guards start to rush over. And the guard that's right next to you, Tom, like he starts to... He takes off his jacket and he tries to pat you out. And quickly realizes that the flames are gone incredibly quick. And... <laughs> He's just very confused about the whole situation. By the way, you took six points of damage, not three, because it's doubled, but that's beside the point. And okay. Igmit, you can hear that uh, that there's a commotion going on outside, and you hear as footsteps go past the outhouse, and so you can go ahead and creep out and towards the tree if you'd like. Yes, and, and as I creep towards the tree, I just mumble to myself, what in the hell has Tom gotten himself into? <laughs> um, and uh, I, I go I go up to the tree. Okay, and so you get around to the north face of it, and there is this large knot that it it's about... It's a little bit above eye level for you, and so most of these guards, it looks like they would have to stand on one of these roots that's next to it or something. And you can actually see that there's a little bit of a worn down section on this tree where it seems like somebody has been standing up and reaching into this knot, but you don't even have to stand up on the tree. You can just reach it because you're tall. All right. Um, I I reach up and, and uh, feel around, see if I, I can feel the handle in there. So you can feel something cold, not super cold, like it's just colder than the air around you. And it feels solid, but it also feels like you can pull it out of the, uh, out of the knot. Well, like as you're pulling it back, you can feel, it actually feels very smooth and not like metal. And like when you lift it up, it feels like there's a liquid inside that's sloshing around. Oh no, he found more piss. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, uh, you pull out you pull out a handle of whiskey. And it's just oh, a glass fuck. bottle with three X's on the label. <laughs> um I just pocket it in my vest and uh sneak back to the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you no problem because all six of the guards are currently surrounding Tom. Like, what? In, what in tarnation just happened? What the <laughs> hell is going on here? Like, everybody is just freaking out. But it doesn't seem like the situation has gotten any worse. And so, Tom, what are you? Uh, what are you doing in response to all of these people that are like, what the fuck? <laughs> as soon as my flame goes out, I just start to dust off my coat, and then I <laughs> look at them all night. I nod my head and I say, thank you, gentlemen. And I walk back to Falk and the girl. Jesus fucking Christ, Brian. You just had what? all six of them surrounding you. 
and you didn't use that chance to look at them. <laughs> I already walked her. I walked around and scouted all of them. There's only two pos- potential. No, big you noses did a terrible night. job scouting all of them. This would have been the perfect time to do one final one <laughs> when all of them are two feet away from your face, and you might have been able to get advantage. Too late now. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I walk back to you guys and I say, hmm, had a bit of a hot flash there. I saw that. Uh... I, I ain't never seen a hot flash like that. <laughs> what? Oh, you should hang out with us more. You'll see quite a bit more than that. <laughs> well, you, you certainly know how to welcome a girl to town, that's for sure. I roll my eyes when she says girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are you trying to hide that from her? Nope. (laughs) Uh, I see how it is. What did you say you were doing in town? I'm trying to get back to Farport. I was out in the Deadlands before. We came through Kensington. We rode one of the airships. Oh, yes. That's... Yeah, um, it was a long flight. Uh, it kind of, you know, the service wasn't that great, and then I, I forgot my sunglasses on there, and, um... Well, oh, I mean, no, wait, that old man took them. <laughs> you had sunglasses? <laughs> that, that's uh, adorable. You came at an unfortunate time, I'm afraid. <laughs> I can see that. Hot flashes and bathroom breaks. Oh, my. That's it's worse than you know. <clears throat> um, so let's see. I think. Oh, I got an idea. Before you say anything, has Wesley joined okay. us back yet, or is he still back there? Um, I think that uh, Igmet's probably started skulking his way back at this point. <clears throat> Why don't you make a perception right, check I... so, so you can see where he's at? Uh, twelve plus one, thirteen. Yeah, you definitely can't find him. <laughs> Oh, okay, I um, message him. Um, hey, Igmit, um, I think Tom totally boned looking for the guy uh, with the big nose. Could you just take a pass and, and try to look? See if you can get anything that he might have missed. Um, so Igmit jumps, like, he's just freaked out. And he looks behind him. Falk? Where the hell are you? It's a message, dude. Like, come on. I'm tired of these spells you're casting on me, goddammit. <laughs> so you want me to look around? Yeah, just look for, you know, the guy like the little girl uh, described. Alright, I'll look for Mr. Big Nose. Why don't you go ahead and make me a perception check, Wesley? Alrighty. That's a 19. So the one that is in the center, again, his nose seems broken and kind of bulbous. Um, you don't think that this is this is your guy, though, and all the rest of them don't really seem to be that uh, that out of place. Um, then I just casually walk back to the group. Okay, so. I would say that uh, your whole weird plan thing, it's probably about 11.30 or so, um, getting mm-hmm. getting to be close to midnight um, pretty quick here. Mm-hmm. 
And so everybody is currently back uh, at this front gate. Let's just uh, call it a solid 11.45 right now. Well, I was about to head over to uh, the crossing house and see if I could get a room for the night. Are you boys staying there as well? Yeah, that's where we're staying. Um, yeah, I guess if you're going to be staying in town, uh, there's a little bit I kind of got to tell you. Um, so people have been every three days um, kind of going crazy and then killing other people and then they don't even kind of remember it's like they're being possessed and then when you uh, when you fight them in that stage they uh, in that state they, they blow up at the end and so uh, just to let you know uh, after midnight it's gonna be the third day so keep an eye out uh, for yourself Especially if people are sleeping. What do you mean by blow up? <laughs> well, you might hear some of the miners <laughs> talking about it once we get in the, the tavern there. Um, yeah, so uh, this, this miner uh, turned into, you know, a crazed wild man and uh, attacked all of us, uh, killed one of his friends, and then... Uh, you know, we, we really didn't rough him up too bad. Uh, shot him maybe a couple times and the guy just swelled up and then blew up and there were, it, I mean, there was more blood and viscera in that tavern than should have been possible for, a, you know, a human-sized person. Uh, that sounds disgusting. Hey, has it all been it cleaned quite, up? Some of it got in my mouth. I, it just, ugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would you tell me that? That's nasty. <laughs> well, you know, we're all about the facts. Uh, so at this point, <laughs> I would have gotten off of my horse and been starting to lead it toward the tavern. I assume we're all headed that direction. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you, you can tie it up right over there um, next to that mule. His name's Donnie. He's real nice. Oh, you, y'all you got mules. That's that's lovely. Horses are much better. <laughs> we got horses, too. I got a horse named Donnie as well. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of racking up quite a collection in town here. Where, uh, where are the horses, though? Oh, they're at the stables with, uh, with Track and his family. I see. So, I, I, I was going to take my horse to the stables, because that's where it goes. So, I'll, I'll go do that, and uh, I'll meet y'all at the tavern. Yeah, we'll see you there. As soon as she leaves, I suddenly perk up and I look around and I say, Have you seen Boris around? Boris? Oh, man, I feel like such a bad friend. <laughs> I, I, I uh, immediately, like, um... <laughs> get the little communicator thing and then I'm like, Boris! Boris, uh, this is Falk, where are you? You just hear static. Ah, that acid stuff might have fucked it all up. I don't know. Um, it worked a day ago. Alright, well, he'll turn up. He's probably at the tavern. How was Mr. Fillmore? Uh, he took it well. Um, you know, uh, he didn't send his goons <laughs> after me. So that was good. Um, he did say he's going to try to open it back up with some, like, wizards from Kensington or, or whatever. It sounds like a sports team, if you ask me, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it'll at least buy us some time, and uh, 
he didn't seem to give anything away where he's got more involved in this than he's already let on. Um, <laughs> so tomorrow, barring any sort of, um, you know, psycho trying to kill us or whatever, maybe we go see uh, his ex-wife and maybe some of his current girlfriends or whatever, however many there are. Do you think we should take shifts and keep watch tonight? Might be a good plan. Hey, hey, Tom. Guess what? What is it? Oh, Igmit. Yes, what did you find? Well, you know, I... I checked out that tree, and, um... So I, I pull the bottle of, uh... What I assume to be whiskey out of my vest. <laughs> this here's what I found. Not, not much, but I'll take it. <laughs> and suddenly, suddenly, it dawns on me what handle meant, and but then my face kind of brightens, and I say, "No, I'll take it. We need that for evidence." <laughs> I steal, I just like the bottle from him. <laughs> but, but the last flask we had is full of acid now. <laughs> So Elavari, you're um, you're tr- you're cantering your horse down the main thoroughfare towards the stables, <clears throat> and by the time you get there, the uh, the barn is still the barn doors are still open, but all of the uh, all of the doors and windows and stuff to the house are shuttered, and on the front door it just says uh, it just has a like a bucket like a little pail. And in it, there's uh, you can see that there's already um, a couple of pieces of silver, and above it is just a sign that uh, says, "Find a stall, leave two silver," and uh, and that's literally it. And so, if you want, you can go ahead and uh, bring your horse inside of the barn and find a stall for her. And all right, I guess that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I will. All right, sweet. Find an empty stall and throw two silver in the bucket. Yeah, no, it does. It's uh, not hard to find an empty stall. Uh, a lot of the stalls are filled up with um, with horses that don't actually have a lot of uh, barding or anything like that on them, which is kind of odd. But then you remember that all of that these agents said that they had a bunch of horses at the stables, and then mm-hmm. it kind of clicks for a second. Um, but as you start sauntering your way back towards the crossing house, why don't you go ahead and make me a perception check? All right. To 17. So you can swear that every so often you see something skittering across the roofs of the buildings as you're kind of as you're kind of walking down this thoroughfare. But every time that you turn to take a look at it, it there's nothing there. But you clearly can see movement. Um, and it's happening on either side of you. So either on your left or your right, um, and this would be west or east. Um, west being left, east being right, because you're heading northbound down this main thoroughfare. And you can see that uh, that there is uh, like a large well at the center of, of town, kind of where uh, the crossing house and, and Fillmore's mansion and stuff like that are at. And again, as you're making your way um, west towards the crossing house, you still see that there is movement on the rooftops, but nothing that you can get a close bead on. What would you like to do? 
Um, considering they're talking about strange things happening and potentially there being a murder, uh, I think I would like to do maybe a little detect magic to see if there's something troubling in the movement that I see. So... You could definitely detect magic on one of the sides if you, you know what I mean? Like, so if you got closer to one side of the buildings, you would be able to get something from those rooftops. You just wouldn't be able to get both sides. You know what I mean? Okay. So whichever side the the tavern is on, I will go closest to that way and do a little detection. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So that, um, you get very strong pings of magic. Um... There are three of them specifically, all coming back as both necromancy and enchantment. Oh, boy. Do you get anything else from Detect Magic? I'm sorry. Um, Just a kind of magic, so yeah, enchantment. Okay, so necromancy and enchantment. Cool. Oh, boy. Undead. Lovely. Um, I can't do a whole lot with that. I should uh, clarify. Two of them are both enchantment and necromancy. Two of them are just enchantment. I apologize. I should have been more careful. What the hell? Can I climb the building to see if I can get up there and find this? Yeah, give me an athletics check. Athletics? Can it be acrobatics? Oh, never mind. That's a nat 20. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So you... You clamber up the, uh, so there's like a gutter on, on this house that's hanging off the side and it's a little bit rickety, but you, you just put enough of your weight on it to just kind of force yourself upwards. And so it doesn't even matter how rickety is. You just clamber up there and go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh, that is a 12. Okay. So you can see that up towards the peak of this roof, there is something that's kind of crawling in that, um, you know, the movie, The Ring, when the girl kind of crawls out of the TV. Uh, yes. Where her arms are. Yeah. So that's exactly how, how this thing is moving and your dark vision can tell that it is, it, it, it looks elven but it also looks like it's been dead for a while because it's, its complexion is very ashy and its eyes are this kind of uh, dull red color. And they're not really glowing, but to your dark vision, they seem to be. And again, it, it just kind of skitters below um, your eyeline as soon as you as soon as you make it. And so you could continue up to the peak of this roof if you would like. Yes, please. And as I'm going, okay. I would like to call out to it um, in Infernal to see if maybe it can hear something different. Hey, hey, you you little creature up there. What are you doing? So why don't you make me an acrobatics check to keep your balance as you're kind of moving uh, quickly up to this uh, roof? Because it's kind of sloped. It's not super bad. You have advantage. That's another nat 20. I don't think I need advantage. Oh, okay. What? No, yeah, you don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> So you get up to this, uh, you get up to this peak, and you can see that this elven creature—it's—it's got clothes on, but they're very tattered and tattered and and dusty, and it just seems like there's a lot of age. Like part of this uh, part of this creature's rib cage is exposed, and you can just see it. um, And but there isn't any any 
blood or anything that's like leaking out of it, but it doesn't seem to be making a move towards you. It seems like every time that you make it, it wants to move further away from you. Well, that's disturbing. Uh, so it's not coming after me, so it's not like it's a danger, but it's really weird. Make me an athletics check, and this time it has to be one. Athletics. That would be ten. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't matter because I rolled a natural one. So. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So as you're as you're looking down at this elven creature, something inside of you, uh, something inside of your peripherals, tells you to duck. And right as you duck. A, this time what looks to be a human dives right over you and it it kind of skitters across the roof and it disappears over the ledge of, uh, of the roof and you hear the sound of something thudding against the ground um, below you, but you can't quite tell because you're kind of in the middle of this roof right now. What would you like to do? So that thing seemed to be coming at me, correct? Oh, yeah, it definitely seemed like it was trying to tackle you or something like that. And All right, I'm going to go after the one that was trying to tackle me. I'm going to go down the edge of the roof. Let's roll initiative then. Oh, boy. Let's get into a fight. That's 16. Okay. Is it back down on the main drag or is it behind the building? It is. Uh, it is off to the side of the building, so it would be the okay. right-hand side of it. So it's the side that's kind of closer to... Uh, Deputy Portnoy's office and the crossing house and stuff like that. Okay. So it's kind of in an alley between two buildings. Yeah, but it, yeah, it but because Deputy Portnoy's office is smaller than this house is, anybody inside of the crossing house would have um would have eyes on you if they were if okay. they were choosing to look. So why don't you guys go ahead and inside the crossing house roll me a perception check. Oof. 6. Nothing suspicious out here, boys. Don't mind me. <laughs> 13. Uh, 13 as well. Yeah, you guys uh you guys don't see much uh much of anything. Just uh just a little bit of hooting and hollering from some miners at the end of the bar. Um however, Tom, you do notice though when you look up at the up at the old uh clock that's on the wall in the crossing house. That it does read twelve ten. I nudge Falk and I, I gesture over to the clock and I say, "Well, we're in it now." Yeah, it looks like we are. Should I take the first watch? I'll take the first watch. I'll down my, I'll down the my shot of whiskey and then I'll head for the door. Okay. When he, um, when he takes the the whiskey out, then I notice it. Um, like uh, I'm like, oh, where'd you get that from? <laughs> just smile at him <laughs> and then I pull out my spider guy gloves and I put them on my hands as I'm walking okay. out the door nothing like a little meta knowledge there um <laughs> 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 fucking uh so Olivari it is your turn I was going to anyway because when I when I said we were going to do watches I was actually before I even knew that she would go up there I was planning on like trying to find Olivari like, it is point. your turn Olivari <laughs> uh okay so let me explain let me explain how smart i am tim (laughs) 
that is to be determined. We, so I, I see the thing go down and land. I, I hear it land. So I'm going to slide down. Um, how far down is it? Would I take fall damage if I jumped off? It's it's not that far. If you make me an acrobatics check, it'll be fine. Um, you'd say that it was maybe t- a ten foot drop, and so I mean, if you if you do bad on your landing, yeah, you could, but it okay. won't be much. All right. Well, it's a seventeen for acrobatics. Awesome. So you you drop down onto one knee and you start sliding down this roof, and these these clay tiles actually make it really easy to get some acceleration going. And you get airborne and you roll at the end of this, uh, at the end of this stunt and immediately hit your feet running. And you're looking around in between these, uh, buildings and you can see the signs of where something fell and where something scrambled around and to the right, um, around behind Deputy Portnoy's office. All right. I'm going after it. All right. Do you want to do a full dash? Uh, how far have I moved? I have 30... I would say so far you've moved about 20 feet. Okay, another 10 feet. Does that take me to the back of the office? Or I could It'll put a... you at the corner, yeah, so you could peer can around I it or whatever. S- can I see anything? Give me a perception, please. That is another nat 20. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> 27. Jeez. I rolled a two, so the only way you weren't seeing him is if you rolled a natural one. Um... Excellent. And you can see that this human is, uh, he's wearing overalls and he's on all fours, bounding like an animal um, as fast as he possibly can. And he's probably, he's probably halfway, uh, he's probably halfway through the building. You know what I mean? So like he's, he's 15 feet away from you is a much better way of describing it. (laughs) Would I be able to aim uh, my dart gun at him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've only done your move action, so go ahead. Okay. That is a uh, twenty-three to hit. Okay. And that's uh, damage that hits. Six damage, and then he has to roll a Constitution save as well. Yeah, he's fine. So he saved. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, so then, um, 1d4 rounds of disadvantage on everything. Four rounds. Because that's the, uh, that's the sleep one, right? Yeah. The draw poison. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's fine. Damn it. Okay. All right. And so, that thing, again, it continues, uh, bounding away from you and... You see it because basically at the angle that you're at, you can see the crossing house and you see this thing much like the way that you clambered up the side of that building and got onto the roof so easily. Mm -hmm. This thing just is up onto the roof with almost no effort whatsoever. And you're starting to think that maybe even though it looks human, there might be something not quite so human about it. Tom, give me another perception check. Uh, 10. So you are almost positive that you just saw uh, Track Winslow bound on all fours up the side of the crossing house. What the fuck? Okay. Um, how far am I from the... How, how, was that right when I stepped outside? Yeah, so you'd have to run around the side of the building and, you know, get up there and all that good stuff. 
Okay, I'm gonna fling open the door again and and say to Falk, Falk, you better get out here. Oh shit! And um, I put my drink down and uh, scoop my chair from under the table and run out. All right, so I'll have you guys roll initiative. You said uh, he bounded around the building. Around where did he go? He went around. So it would have been he went around the south, uh, the south end of it. I got a seventeen for initiative. Is the crossing house door facing the well? Correct. Yes. Okay. So he's okay. Gotcha. All right. So literally every single one of you guys, you could just wait until after Alivari's turn anyway, because. I'm going to give you a one-term penalty to get into this fight, because obviously none of you were prepared. Nine initiative. I got a six. Would you get Falk? Nine. Oh, 17. Oh, I'm not Falk. (laughs) (laughs) What's my name again? Who am I? All right, cool. So, Alivari, you, uh, like I said, you just witnessed this creature, and it's uh, it's not fully up onto the roof roof. It's on the uh, overhang awning that goes around every single part of the crossing house except for the back portion of it. Or no, it does go around the back portion. It goes all the way around the entirety of it. So there's like a there's like a 10-foot awning that encircles the entirety of it, and it's currently on all fours looking like it's going to bound up on top of the roof. Okay, so it's like halfway up the building, or yep, okay. yep, it's about uh, it's about fifty feet away from you right now. Uh, I will just take my short bow out, I guess, and okay, try to take it off the side. That's a fourteen to hit. Uh, that is a hit. Thirteen plus seventeen damage. All right. So this arrow sinks deep into his uh, into his thigh, and it definitely seems to be bleeding pretty good. You you think that uh, he's pretty darn hurt at this point. Um, then that brings us back around to him, and he's going to continue around the backside of that building. Could I continue following him? Yeah, With absolutely. My movement? You can uh, you can take thirty foot of thirty three. 30 feet of movement. Excellent. I'm doing that. However close I can get, whether it's crawling up the side of the building or whatever I need to do to get as close as I can. Yeah, so you're right at the base of this awning. Your next action would be to go up onto it then. Okay. Would I see anybody else? Is anybody else in the the alleyway with me yet? You, You definitely see that Tom is on the porch of the crossing house. Okay. And he seems to be taking his sweet time. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, I, I forgot your name. There's, there's a creature climbing up the top of this building. I kind of look at her. <laughs> I give her an annoyed look and I just nod. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, that uh, that creature disappeared around the back of the crossing house. Uh, that'll be Falk's turn now. And you are currently inside of the crossing house. What would you like to do? Alright, so um, I just like pushed out my chair from um, from the table and I'm about to go. I take one last swig of beer before I run out and um, <laughs> then I run towards Tom and, uh, you know, bust through the, the single, you know, 
swinging door thing. What is it? You went around that way. I'll follow you when it's my turn again. What way? <laughs> <laughs> I point around the south southern corner of the crossing house. <laughs> okay. So, um, are there any windows on, on that side of the, the building? Yeah, there's a there's two exactly. Um, there's one towards the corner, and then one kind of halfway down the wall. Do they still got glass in them, or is it like a bunch of the windows in this town where uh, the glass is missing? Hold on, let me see if you're going to do uh, any breakage. Um, high or low? Uh, low. Yeah, there's still glass in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like, I have that hesitation moment where I really want to do it, but then I decide not to. And then I just like run past Tom and um, kind of leap over the um, the side sort of rail to the porch to kind of cut the distance a little bit. So I can still do a, okay. a little bit of an acrobatics roll. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So seven plus, uh, plus three, so 10. So you jump up and you grab onto the side of this awning and you're doing everything in your power to try and uh, get yourself up there. You like swing your leg a couple of times before (laughs) you lose your grip and you fall back down on your butt, but you don't like take any damage or anything like that. But it clearly was an unimpressive display. Alivari, this all happens like right next to you. What are you doing? And it's your turn, Alivari. It's been a long day. Uh, uh, so I'm just shaking my head and I'm going to continue pursuing the creature that is now on. Where did he go? He's back around the, he's on the awning on the uh, backside of the building. Okay. Uh, can I get close enough to um, try to hit him with my rapier? You'd have to climb up there and then run around the back and see where he's at. He might be close enough. Okay. What do I need so to go do ahead and give me an acrobatics to get up onto the awning. Okay. That is a 19. Oh, wait, acrobatics? All right. That's a 27. Either way, you far more efficiently, uh, especially <laughs> since you actually managed to do it, you just swing yourself up there with little to no effort, and uh, you're sprinting around the back end, and go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh, that is a 26. You get around the back end and you can see just the faint scratch marks of something moving its way up on top of the the roof proper of this building, but you can't quite make out where the creature is or anything like that, but it definitely is above you. The 26, I can't fucking see it? Are you kidding me? Um... You don't have line of sight. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'm just on an awning i'm not on the the up to the roof yet it's a wooden awning it's not like a cloth one but okay yes you're not on the roof proper yet because this this building has two floors okay well i have to know where it is for most of my stuff so i'm just gonna keep climbing <gasps> all right uh 15 if i'm still doing acrobatics yeah no um again not too much of an issue. It definitely takes you a little bit longer. And as you crest this, uh, as you crest up onto the roof, you can see that this creature is 
it doesn't want to turn around and face you. Like, it definitely seems to be still trying to get away from you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, right. it doesn't get in, like, a defensive position or anything like that. It's still facing away from you and heading towards uh, the direction of the Fillmore Mansion. So kind of like a, a northeastern direction. Mm. More north-northeast. I see. Is there any way I could tackle it? <laughs> yeah, you have enough movement left. Go ahead and give me an, uh, an athletics check. Athletics, that would be an 18. Oh, yeah. You crash into this thing and wrap your arms around it, and it's flailing like the dickens, but you've got a pretty good hold on it as you grasp both of your hands together. <laughs> and that'll be, uh, that'll be your turn there. Tom, it is your turn. Go ahead and make me a perception check, Tom. Nine. Yeah, you're uh, you're pretty focused in on uh, on the noises that you hear coming up from above you, but other than that, you can't really tell what's going on other than it's loud and above you. <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, I'm climbing up with my spider glide gloves. All right, go ahead. Roll an acrobatics or athletics. So that's a 31. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so you don't do, like, very fancy maneuvers or anything like that. You literally just push your... You just put your hands onto stuff, and it sticks there. And it, when you will it to no longer stick, it lets go. And so you kind of... You kind of do a sort of, like, uh, maneuver where you're grabbing onto either side and just walking up with your... Uh, with your legs at extension and you easily get up onto the, um, onto this awning. If you wanted to do a dash action, I'd let you climb up onto the roof proper. If you'd like, that's where they are. You don't see anybody on the awning, but you also didn't roll well enough to know exactly where anybody is. Uh, I guess I better go up then. Go ahead and roll another one. Right. 18. Yeah, so this time it's definitely nowhere near as pretty as last time, but you lose your footing a couple of times, but you manage to get on top of this roof, and you see this tiefling woman is tussling around on the ground with track, and that's that's basically the end of your turn. Igmet, what are you doing? Yeah, so um, I, when Tom uh, called for Falk, Falk to come out, um, I just followed suit. And um, I run out following Falk. Why don't you go ahead and uh, roll me a perception check when you get onto the porch? 17. You can see that there is movement bustling. Um, so it would be it would be to the east of where you're at. And it's kind of bustling from from that main thoroughfare that would take you towards the bank and towards the stables and towards... Um, I don't know, the cemetery. And you can just hear this like faint shuffling and moaning sound um, coming, but you can't quite, you can't quite make out what the movement is or anything like that, but it definitely doesn't uh, make you feel good about the situation. Hmm. Can I use the rest of my motion, my movement just to walk down that street a little bit? Maybe see if I... Uh, yeah, get closer to it. Yeah, absolutely. You can start. Uh, you can start moving towards it. Um, go ahead and give me another perception. 
That's a 19. So you can clearly see now that the very pale and gaunt forms of of people that, that look like they've been dead for a long period of time, and there are tons of them. You wouldn't go so far as to say hundreds, but there are a there are a lot. And they're just shambling <laughs> towards the direction of the crossing house. And currently, Igmit, you're the only one that has any idea that this is a thing. What um, would you like to do? Well, you only have a bonus action left, so I guess. I'm just gonna yell, Falk! Falk, get over, get over here! I'm trying. And um, so that'll bring us to the creature that Olivari currently has. Um, so, Olivari, you notice that this thing, it was flailing with an impossible strength before, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, this, this person is still strong, but nowhere near as strong as they were before, and they stop fighting you so hard, and you hear, uh, get, get the hell off of me! What? What? What's going on right here? What? And that's gonna be his turn. And he's again just freaking out and doesn't seem to understand and is talking for the first time since you first spotted this creature. And Mm. Falk, it is your turn. And Falk, you definitely hear the sound of Trax's voice yelling something from up on the roof. Um, I I yell to my my partners. "Uh, It's Track. I I can hear him. Um, and I forgot that I had that uh that combat acrobat feat that you had given me, so that would have helped me <laughs> jumping over that railing last time. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm going to. Um, I can tell that they're on the roof, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna go back inside and run up the stairs and go, um, you know, for the roof a- access that way. Okay, so that's gonna take you considerably longer. So you're. You're up at the top of the stairs, then, of the crossing house right now. All right. Um, Olivari. Okay, so Tom is behind me, or on the roof with me. Yep. And I have this guy pinned. Uh, Guy, I don't know. Uh, Help me. I don't know what to do with this guy. He he was climbing up on the roof, and, and... I don't... Do I kill him? Is he okay? I... What should I do? Track, what are you doing out here? I don't... I don't know. What the... Where are we right now? He's like looking around and you can tell Olivari that his eyes are... Go ahead and give me an insight check, actually. Sure. Twelve. He seems quite genuine. Like, the, the shock on his face is very different from what you had seen before. And so I'm not going to okay. tell you that you believe him, but you feel like it's genuine. I don't know what happened. He was he was out of his mind and he was climbing up here running away from me and now all of a sudden he seems okay. Do you know who he is? He's the stable hand. Track, what's the last thing you remember? Deputy Portnoy took us took us back to the house and me and Ma turned in. Uh, the, your, your Boris fellow, uh, he went and, 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 and put all, did the last of our chores. It was mighty kind of him. I would, how, where, where in the hell am I? Am I on a roof? 
Yeah, you you climbed up here. I just stopped you from from I don't know what you were doing. So you said so so there's a there's access to this roof from inside. Kind of. What Falk is probably planning on doing is going out the washroom window and then climbing up just one floor instead of two. Okay, so that might be the safest way down. I don't think you were there for that, so I don't think you know that. I think that you would think that just climbing down is probably your best bet. Hmm. I'm going to take my gloves off and give them to the boy, and then I'm going to say, put these on, they'll help you get down off the roof. I suggest you make your way back to your house and stay locked inside for the rest of the night, unless you hear from us again. So, Tom and Olivari, why don't you guys both give me a perception check? 13. 11. So, Tom, you can you can see that there is a large amount of movement in the town square, and it's it's about as far away as the well is at this point. And you can't quite make out what it is at this distance, but whatever it is, there's a lot of it, and it's it's quite noticeable. And if you point it out, Olivari, you have no trouble picking it out either. I put my gloves back on and I say, on second thought, you might be safer up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, can I come help you? Or what in the world is going on? I don't know. Um, I clearly, like, Tom hates to even say this, but he says, I suppose we have to work together. <laughs> well, if you'd like help, I'm certainly willing let, uh, do, do I just leave him up here? For now, yes. All right. So then I guess my movement is going to be going down the side of the building. Do you want to go to the front where Igmet is? Do you want to go to the back? Where, where do you want to go? You said I see the movement toward the town square. I'm going to head toward that. All right. So to the front where Igmet is. Yeah, you uh, go ahead and give me one acrobatics check with advantage. Oh, with advantage. Uh, that's a 12 either way. Okay, so for whatever reason, you're way better at going up things than you are at going down, and you land kind of <laughs> hard a couple of times. Nothing that deals you any damage, but it hurts your pride a little bit. You know, you were you were a fantabulous <laughs> flip wizard going up it, and now you're just like... <laughs> you know, you kind of skin your knee a little bit, and it, you know, it smarts, but again, no damage is done, and you're... you're at Igmet's side, and you can tell that, uh, does Olivari have any experience with undead? Um, maybe if there was anything out in the Deadlands, but otherwise, no, probably not. It's not called the Undeadlands. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you would probably at least have an inkling that these are probably zombies, just the, with the way that they're they're kind of shuffling towards you and Sort of a mindless horde. Could there have been zombies like in a ruin or something out in the Deadlands? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've you've run in the, into them before. I think that that makes sense. Just okay. with the level you are and with your adventuring and stuff. So yeah, you're positive that they're zombies. Oh boy, I've never seen zombies like that before. That's a lot. Zombies, you say? Is there a cleric in the group? <laughs> that makes me smile. <laughs> I say... Yes, there is one. Do uh, I, I've seen clerics who could could uh, uh, turn turn the undead? Do do you could you do anything like that? 
not today. (laughs) 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 Oh, a little performance anxiety there? I understand. (laughs) (laughs) And, Falk, you uh, at this point, because I'm going to have you guys roll a new initiative when we deal with this problem. Falk, at this point, you're you're on the awning um, uh, out that back window from the bathroom. What uh, what would you like to do? So the way I was seeing it is I was thinking that they will have all climbed down by the time that I got up there. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, so I, I climb up there and then nobody's up there and I'm like, what the fuck? And I um, <laughs> message Tom and I'm like, where the hell did you guys go? I jump. (laughs) I hate it when you do that. We're at the front of the roof. Looking down into the square, we have a very serious problem. Is it track? Worse, I'm afraid. Two tracks? You'd better just get over here. Alright, and then like, I, I go to the edge of the roof and begin to climb back down. So before you even start climbing back down, you look out into the square and there is just this writhing, massive mass of arms and legs shambling their way towards the crossing house. And you, why don't you go ahead and give me an intelligence check? Wait, are we, uh, are we on the ground level? You are currently on the ground level if you're next to Olivari, yes. Oh, okay. Whoops. I was confused. Any particular type of intelligence check or just straight intelligence? Just straight intelligence, because you're just trying to count this horde. All right, uh, 14. You would estimate at least 50. Oof. How, uh, how packed in are they together? So when they were making their way down that main thoroughfare, they started to kind of spread themselves out a little bit. And without fail... Every single one of these creatures is looking directly at the crossing house. Like, they, a couple of them will, you know, bump into the well and stuff, and they slowly kind of spill and, and create a, a um, like an eddy in the, like an eddy in the river, but this time it's just, just corpses that are shambling their way towards you, and... Uh, well, are any of them grouped together close enough that, um... Like you know, within a twenty oh, foot radius. Oh, tons of them. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. If you're if you're trying to fireball some, yeah. Oh yeah, I want to pick the best spot where I would get the most the the most effect out of it and launch my fireball there. So the best spot would actually probably catch one of the buildings. Do you care about that? Uh, maybe what's the the second best spot that wouldn't catch a, a building there? So if you did it kind of right over the center of this well where they're sort of uh, creating this V shape around it, that seems like one of your better bets or kind of like off to the side of it or something like that. You you feel like you'd hit. Yeah, you feel like you'd hit a, a decent percentage of them. Cool. And um, that goes off of my spell DC for their uh, deck save. Well, I just rolled a natural one, so do it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not... And I'm not rolling 25 of them. All right. So, uh, all right. 26 times two. So 52. Okay. So you hold out your, it would be your spell rifle, correct? Yep. 
Yeah, I, I okay. um, unsheath it from my uh, from my back there, and then take a little look through the, the looking glass and pull the trigger. And you see a small bead of fire begins to speed its way towards the center of this crowd. And as it erupts, you just see limbs start flying all sorts of different directions. Now, the, every single thing that is outside of this, this immolation blast continues to move towards you unimpeded and without paying any attention to what's going on. But there's just this acrid smell in the air. It's, it's almost instant, the smell of burnt flesh and hair and whatever was left. And you, you still hear these loud moans. And some of, these, some of these creatures that are blown apart are still moving towards you with just one hand clawing at the sand to move themselves forward. And as you guys take stock of this situation... That is where we're going to end it for tonight. If you've been enjoying LCP D&D, we would be honored to receive a review from you on Apple Podcast Services, Podbean, or any of the other podcast platforms. Other ways you could support our show are through pledging any amount of money at patreon.com slash lcpdnd, by buying merchandise at sonerdware.com slash lcp, or by simply sharing our content and telling people about us. But regardless of what you do, we would enjoy having you as a member of our growing community on Discord where we hang out, post memes, and even host D&D sessions where you could play with us. The Discord link is in our podcast episode descriptions, or you can message us on any of our social media platforms, and we'll get you in. You can follow our show on Twitter at DndLCP and on Instagram at LCPDnd. Tim, our Dungeon Master, is on Twitter as IdaGrabYourGun. Chris, who plays Falk Smolder, is on Twitter as ChrisRileyLCP. Wesley, who plays Igmet Yazee, is on Twitter as WideWideWes. I'm Brian the player of Tom. And I'm on Twitter as ManlyBrian and Instagram as Brian underscore Bridges. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next one.